Hi, I'm Raylene Taskowski, and I've talked to over 10,000 women about sex over the past decade. Welcome to the Stand Up Comedy Sex Ed podcast. Welcome to Stand Up Comedy Sex Ed. It's where you can get questions answered like... How long does it take the average man to orgasm? And... How long does it take the average woman to orgasm? And also... Why is it so hot in here? Audiences agree. It's brilliantly funny. Raylene makes sex ed fun. This show is entertaining, factual, and relatable. There's nothing worse than being halfway done with sex and feeling your vagina shut down on you. (laughs) You've got to see stand-up comedy sex ed. I am ready to go do that comedy show. Welcome, everybody, to the Stand Up Comedy Sex Ed podcast, hosted by Raylene Taskowski and some other guests. And today's guest is Sophia Florence, who is a queer comedian who co-hosts Comedy in the Dirty in Waterbury, Connecticut. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, This is really nice. (laughs) I know. Don't you like the way I have the place set up? (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So you said you are a... um, Let's say this is what you said when I said who wants to be on my show. I'm queer. I've slept around a lot, and all of my comedy is either about fucking someone else or fucking myself, which is uh, a great intro. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, it's accurate. It's, it's definitely true to form. Tell me why. Um, you know, to be honest, like I, I think that comedy is about absurdity, like at large, and I think the most absurd thing about us is sex. Like it's something that like. From every logical standpoint, seems ridiculous, uh, and maybe maybe that's my my background as a scientist speaking. But it's always like, you know, phenomenal to realize how weird and kind of wrong the body is, but how great it is anyway. Right. I think about that a lot. I think about like there is even even if you're even if you're female, which is you know significantly l- less weird looking masturbating looks weird sex looks weird right and uh the that moment of orgasm is just so taking you out of life into a whole new realm and then all of a sudden you're right back and you're like oh um i didn't mean to make that face (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i think that um the orgasm face is, is part of the funny part i think that um Part of it is is just that, um, like, a lot of our lives, uh, unless, you know, you're asexual or something, um, tend to revolve around sex in a weird way. Mm-hmm. And I kind I just love talking about that. Like, I love um, kind of, like, diving into it in comedy and, like, how, like, sex is, like, foundational for, you know, who someone is as a person sometimes. Um, like, uh, doing, you know, bits about... Um, masturbating in porn and those kinds of things and um all of my comedy is about sex almost all of it almost all of it i mean the thing that i'm i I was in a comedy show one time and uh it was like one of those bringers and one of the guys yeah i introduced myself and he's like oh i've heard of you and i'm like no no you haven't and he goes yeah no i heard you have a solid five on blowjobs and i'm like oh okay you have heard of me then that's pretty much what i'm known for <laughs> is just blowjob jokes right <laughs> so all right i'll take it so that's- five on blowjobs has to be tough i um only sleep with women in general so i i don't have uh, a lot of experience giving blowjobs i did I did probably in my life suck maybe three dicks, like roughly. Just um, test dicks to see if that was something you were into. 
Yeah, I like like so growing up trans in the nineties, like there wasn't any other trans people around. And so like like I didn't have a lot of like the vocabulary for what I was feeling. And I was like, well, if I'm trans, does that mean that like I'm also like into dudes or bisexual or something? And so, you know, I gave it a I gave it the old college try uh <laughs> prior to college and uh realized that it wasn't for me. There was just, uh, you know, it's it's on a short list of things that I wouldn't put in my mouth, but dicks are like somewhere on there. Yeah. I mean, if that was the the clarification between whether or not you're straight or gay, I also do not put dicks in my mouth and I'm very, very straight. So that's that's literally the point of my five five minutes of blowjobs is how much I hate them. (laughs) So that's not, that's not the dividing line, Sophia. (laughs) Like, I also didn't have, like, a lot of attraction to men in the first place, but I was like, I guess, like, might as well figure out if, uh, you know, like, you know, sometimes you you have, like, um, friendly feelings for someone, and you're like, oh, like, this could be a crush, I don't know, and, like, you explore those feelings, and then you're like, oh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was just friendly, (laughs) uh, very platonic. Like, damn it, I was just drunk, and I fucked them, and I don't like them at all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's rough to go a long period of time without getting high and then get high and then try to perform. Yeah, I I mean, I don't feel like I'm performing right now, which is good. I feel like we're having a conversation, which is nice. Um, And Like, I have a a two-drink minimum before performing anyway. I feel like you can't... Minimum or maximum? Minimum. All right, because I've got a two-drink maximum before I'll go on stage. My max is three. My minimum is two. It's got to be either two or three drinks. I feel. Well, it like... also depends on where I am in the show. If I'm like ninth out of ten, it's different than if I'm, you know, second out of three. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if you're ninth out of ten, you're going to end up drinking anyway because you're at the bar. Right. I try to be really careful though. Like when I very very first started, I wouldn't have any because I just, I just wanted to have control. And then I got to the point where like, okay, if I have two, I'm okay. If I have more than that, then I potentially lose my mind. And then I also one time took a Benadryl before I went on, when I, before I I left the house, because I had a really bad head cold. And um, this is still, if you've listened to this podcast before you've heard this story, um, I had the head cold. It was in a 300 seat uh club and there were 14 people there it was game seven of the world series where the cubs were the one that they won and i took a benadryl before i left the house and it was the longest 15 minutes of my entire life oh no it was awful and i was like what happened and then the next day i was like you dumbass so now I will not take a Benadryl. Like, I don't care if I've got snot straight up stripping right down my face. I will just blow my nose and go on stage. I try to be really careful because I don't have that much of a brain to begin with. <laughs> I mean, I'm always losing my words. I'm at that age now where I'm like, is that just, is that old age or is this intro to like Alzheimer's? Like, Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I um tend to lose my words a lot too but that's uh i have uh, obsessive compulsive disorders sometimes like things just kind of get stuck on one thing and do not get filtered out into other things um but i try to make that work for me as a comedian i feel like um you know exploring my own neurosis is fine too like um 
like my my you know long-term attempts at, at medicating myself and those kinds of things like they end up you know yielding funny results sometimes so i'm okay like kind of using that and then you know just being weird on stage <laughs> is fine. i think there's a tremendous number of us comedians that are just weird in general so we just put it on stage and let it work for us yeah i remember when i was i was first getting into things i always felt like what i was doing was always like Mm, kind of a comedy persona but it wasn't very different than who I am in real life but it was mm -hmm. still like there's still like a separation between the two like my my comedy persona my onstage act felt like just a little more to the extremes than my uh offstage life um but I have met people and other comedians who are as weird on stage as they are in real life. And it always took me, took me by surprise. <laughs> there, I wonder if we're thinking about the same person, but there's definitely one and I see him on stage and I'm like, there's no way that's what he's like in real life. And then he gets off stage and he still is that person. And I'm like, Ugh. Oh, I've met people where, or it's kind of charming. Uh, it's more women that I've met than men that have that, like, when they oh, take yeah. it off stage, they're still, like, kind of the same person. Um, like, quirky, kind of strange women, and then, like, you meet them off stage, and you're like, oh, you are exactly like that everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, which is fine. I actually kind of, I kind of love that. It's, like, endearing in the weirdest way. I don't know if I'd, like, want any of those folks to be my roommates or anything, but... <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that I'm much different in any situation than any other situation. Like, that's just, I I mean, my uh, graduation yearbook quote was, like me or not, I am who I am. I just, I just am. And, I mean, I could apologize for it, but most people seem to like me. So, yeah, if you it. don't, then it's... I mean, it's on, it's kind of, it's kind of on you because I'm kind of a decent person. There's, there's nothing I can think of that I would specifically be able to change. And if you just find me annoying, that's fine. I mean, plenty of people do, but plenty of other people think I'm hilarious. So I think I'll go with the people that think I'm hilarious. Yeah. Those are, that's a safer bet, I think. Yeah. And some people don't like to talk about sex. And so that makes them uncomfortable. And so they throw up walls at me and I'm like, that's cool. But uh, if you're not ha if you're not enjoying sex, then that's probably why you hate me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I had a, a show maybe a little, little more than a year and a half ago, um, and I got booked by like a queer nonprofit, um, and you know just uh, tell you know maybe a fifteen minute set, and. I get there and it's a lot of like donors and stuff. It really isn't like the the queer audience that I was expecting. <laughs> the people but that I, are going to get your jokes. <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, I thought I'd just go ahead with it anyway. And I did basically an entire 15 minutes on nothing but porn. Um, and... Uh, just because <laughs> they're donors don't mean they don't watch porn. Yeah, but they did not want to admit it. Uh, of course not. There's, there's a lot of very uncomfortable faces in the audience, and like one person that was laughing so hard they were crying, and I think it was you know partially the jokes, but partially just the the atmosphere of like right. the discomfort, which can also be hilarious. 
Yeah, I I think that's funny for me. Like like as a comedian, I like telling jokes that make people uncomfortable. Not like I don't I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings or anything, but like I want someone in the audience to feel like oh god I'm so weird like like and have that like moment of like oh shit like I relate to this I shouldn't relate to this but I'm relating (laughs) to this um because that's really funny to me like like just watching those gears turn in someone's head and slowly process that like you know uh, talking about um how everyone has that habit of like you're watching porn and it gets like maybe it takes you like you know, 35 minutes to come and you're just like kind of like browsing through videos and like as you browse, it tends to get weirder and weirder and weirder until you find that one thing that's like piquing your interest on that particular day. And like, I feel increasingly like shameful of pornography until something hits it, hits your button. Yeah, and then then you have to like slam your laptop shut when you're done because like I don't even want to think about what right. I was just looking at. Like you're like, oh, I got to like the 12 Asian girls peeing on a subway, but like. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it works whatever you know it's like when i'm watching a news to- story or something that's not related to sex at all and i'm like that's disgusting that's awful that's gross be right back i'm gonna go masturbate <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just suddenly feel tired i need a nap i'll be back in a few minutes <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, that's like one of the better things about being an adult. I remember being a kid and, uh, you know, having to go take a nap at three o'clock in the afternoon when I got home from school, quote unquote, because like I wanted <laughs> to masturbate, but it's just you can't talk about that at 13. That's insane. You right. Never talk about that. It would be so great, though, if ki- if they could, you know, like, yeah. And I've kind of, um, I don't know, desensitized my children. But, you know, if I tell them I'm going to go take a power nap. That's what that means. I'm gonna go masturbate and sleep. I'll be out in 22 minutes. <laughs> like, I like that it's it's described as a power nap in that situation because it sounds like the kind of nap that involves a Hitachi wand. Like, yep. because I, you know, you got the plug-in power cord. Nope, sorry. It kind of has to be at that point. <laughs> Just two fingers on the right hand. I'm a Boy Scout. I can do it all. Yep. And it's weird considering what I do for a living, considering what I sell. But yeah, no, I don't actually even need toys. It would take me longer to get it out and clean it and make sure the batteries are charged. And it takes me to just do what I need to do and be done. That's fair. Yeah, there's preparation with toys and stuff. Like you have to like clean them at least regularly. Yeah, well, you should before and after you use them, depending on if you got roommates or pets or parents or housekeepers. Somebody's touching your toys. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully not. Oh my god, that just <laughs> yeah. Especially <laughs> if you like got... flashes through my head, and I'm like, oh god. Even especially them. if you have children, and people don't even. But like, I've been doing this for so long that people will be like, "Oh, I want I, you know, found my mom's. I found my mom and dad's. I found my mom's this, and then people will be like, "Oh, my kids found mine." If you've got kids, they're gonna find your toys, and they may not tell you they found them. So you should always clean them before and after. Your kids will never tell you they found them. Like, I would never tell my mom that I found her vibrator when I was a kid, like. No, but not not at a certain age, but at a younger age, you know, like one of my friends said that her son came out with her bullet and he was like, yuck, I found daddy's weasels. And he was rubbing it all over his face. (laughs) And I was like, and that's why you clean your toys after you use them. And before you use them. (laughs) Oh my God. 
Oh, that must have been mortifying. I would imagine. I would imagine. Part of me would just laugh, though. You know, right. whatever. Yeah, sure, that's a razor. You just keep keep mm-hmm. thinking that. I am good with you thinking that for as long as you need to. Yep. Well, I'm all about making sure your kids know how to masturbate. I mean, not specifically showing them, not show and tell, but <laughs> yeah, giving them no, their I, moments. I feel like kids should have the like a shame-free environment to learn about that kind of thing. Like, it's weird that we have shame about something that like most of us do. I'm sure that there's right. like a 1% of people that really, really don't masturbate, but like 99% of the time, like people masturbate. Right. And, and like, not, not, not that we're saying frequently and they're not masturbating daily, but I mean, you know, even those who say they don't masturbate have masturbated. Yeah. They've at least done it once. Or they've had a wet dream, which to be fair, pretty much the same thing. Yeah. It's <laughs> masturbation on autopilot. Right. I do, uh, my, my husband claims that he's a non-masturbator, which is fine, but also one time he was out of town for two months, he was gone, and uh, when he got back, he was like, well, I mean, it's not like I never masturbate, and I'm like, oh, okay, I see what happened there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what else would have happened? I, like, if he's away for two months. Uh-huh. I may or may not have done a shower show. <laughs> nice. Oh, well, hopefully he did then. Yes. I feel like doing a shower show for somebody and them not masturbating would feel insulting almost. <laughs> I didn't, I did not ask any questions. I didn't. Are you not entertained? You know, like the yeah, exactly. moment. Like. <laughs> yeah. So even, yeah. So it's, it's, but he's very uncomfortable talking about it. He doesn't like to talk about it. He doesn't like to talk about sex. He's very, his family is very closed up tight. Um, and I just talk about it all the time. So, and I don't yeah. do it to embarrass people. I want people to get, get more comfortable talking about things. If you're, the more you hear things, the more you're surrounded by things, the more comfortable you will be with the subject matter. Yeah. So that's the whole point of my podcast and my comedy show and my stand up and whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm not getting anything out of it. It's not like when I make everybody laugh about masturbating or, or blowjobs that I go home and like, oh, that was so good for me. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's, that's not true. If people are laughing, that is good for me. That makes me feel really good. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, like, we all feel like, like if you're a comedian, there's got to be some part of you that, like, really likes when people yes. laugh at your jokes. You're like, yeah, I love that so much. Just, you know what my most favorite thing is? When a guy says to me, I laughed so hard I almost peed myself when a guy says it. Because women say it all the time. Yeah, they do. Because I know women pee themselves when I do my stuff. I know they do. But when guys say it, I'm like, yes. (laughs) I'm glad you thought that blowjob joke was so funny you almost peed yourself. (laughs) So, So do you have any funny sex stories? Funny sex stories. Oh, God. Um, I'm trying to think of, of funny sex stories that I can tell without embarrassing someone. Well, just leave their name out of it. Yeah, I guess nothing too funny that I can think of actually like I guess I guess my sex life has been uh it's weird I fucked a lot of people but I'm like a very vanilla sex person like I love 
having sex, but like, what's your favorite oh. position? Um, the other girl being a pillow queen and me just going down on earth. That's it. I'm like such a go. sucker for that. Pillow um, princess. Yeah. Oh, actually. Um. So I, I guess a a funnier sex story. So um, I. I was kind of workshopping this joke for a long time about how I personally don't eat ass. Yeah. Okay. And like, there's plenty of people who don't. <laughs> I feel like a failed millennial for it. I feel like there's something like weird about me because like everyone eats ass now. It's like a big thing. Like, every, really? like, really like the, we got a whole hit song about it like three years ago, eat the booty, like the groceries. And I'm like, all right, like that's what everyone's doing now, I guess. And, um, but I have this fear that someone will fart in my mouth. <laughs> And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like workshopping this joke with like a friend of mine who isn't a comedian. I always want to workshop jokes with people that aren't comedians because I feel like comedians are so cynical about jokes. And like, right. if you're in front of somebody who's like not a comedian, they just, you know, they laugh. You, you get the approval that you're looking for. You know that it'll work on an audience as long as you're not at like a shitty open mic. Um, All open mics are shitty. <laughs> most, yeah. Yeah, I think Northampton has great open mics. In that Massachusetts? Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. It's it's a very queer community. It's a lot of younger people. And like, uh, like audiences come out to the open mics, which is nice. That's nice. So at least you're not telling, it's not comedians telling jokes for comedians. Um, right. But yeah, so I'm, I'm workshopping this joke with my friend and I'm, I'm telling him and he's like, oh, I love eating ass. He's like, there's no way someone would ever fart in your mouth while you were eating their ass. It's just like, no one I, farts I, when they come. I disagree. <laughs> and yeah, I disagree too. And wait, did he say no one farts when they come? Yeah. Okay, he hasn't been with enough women then. Cause... I yeah, I thought the same thing, but um, it was funny because like I couldn't think of any specific instance that somebody farted when they come, but I was like, I knew it had to have happened at one point. Well, I could give you a list of times I've done it. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people do it. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, like you're having this big release moment, like your muscles are going to just kind of, right. you know, expanding and contracting these, uh, these kinds of things. So like, obviously, um, <laughs> like it's going to happen. And uh, so with uh, my partner at the time, we were fucking around. I made her come and she farted at the same time. She's super embarrassed because she had heard me tell this joke before. um but the next time we were we were at an open mic uh or i don't know if it was an open mic or a book show but up in northampton oddly enough uh and i told the joke and she just called herself out she raised her hand and she was like that's me i fart (laughs) oh i one i i don't know if i've done this one on stage or not but there's uh when you know there's that choice there's that moment when you're making love and you have to decide between letting it rip or letting it go. So you can yeah. either have that orgasm and fart or you can fake your orgasm and preserve your dignity. <laughs> <laughs> right? And and the orgasm farts are never quiet. They're always like, <laughs> they got to make sure that everybody knows that shit just happened. <laughs> no, I definitely do this, did this joke on stage once because because then I said, you know, I wonder if, you know, if, if he's inside of you and his testicles are hanging down and you fart, do his balls just go in the wind? Yeah, or get very warm. Right? Do they not feel that? Because, I mean, that was, 
Yeah, no, I've definitely told that joke. I just remember the guy in the front row just fucking dying. So that's why I remember telling that joke. But that's like, it's normal, especially when you get to a, like a certain age, you know, uh, things aren't as locked up tight. Yeah. But you know, what's weird is I've heard a bazillion jokes about queefing and I have not queefed it since I was like 22 years old. Damn. Right. And I'm like, how normal is it that everybody talks about that? And for me, it's like a non-issue and it never has been. I feel like it's something that happens a lot when people are inexperienced with sex because they're like, I'm going to go in at this weird angle and like right, just cause it to happen. Right. And like you learn as you get older because like a lot of those angles are also uncomfortable angles anyway. Right. So you learn not to do that after a while. I just remember my ex, he wasn't big on going down and uh, he was down there. We were young, like we were 18 and 19 at the time and he's down there and he's poking around and he blew into it and and right back out at him and he was like ew and i'm like that's you dude you just threw that in there where did you think it was gonna go (laughs) would you do that yeah but yeah i think like around that time was probably the last time and so when people tell me ask me questions about it i'm like i i mean I, i don't know what to tell you it's not actually that common yeah, I'm fascinated by the people that can make themselves do it. That's amazing to me. Queef? Yeah. Huh. Why would you want to do that? I don't know. That's part of the fascination. Like, A, it's like a weird thing to just, like, enjoy doing. Um, but, like, I've definitely seen, like, like porn girls that just, like, can do that on command that are just like, I'm going to do this right now. That's got to be a weird kink. I yeah. just want to see a girl blow air out of her vagina. Yeah, it's not a kink for me, but I'll watch. I'm I, like, I'm very obviously like, it's it's an interesting thing to watch happen. <laughs> Do you have a favorite toy? Oh man, um, I don't think I have a favorite that I've had, but I am. I'm I'm so interested in that womanizer thing, uh, Ooh, the, the, the suction, <laughs> the suction thing. Yeah, that's like fascinating to me like i i don't have one it's like a little out of my price range personally but like i'm super interested toy gonna work for you i don't know okay so let's go back to this part where you're queer so you said you're transgender yes (laughs) I mean, I need to know more information because I just don't feel like the womanizer is going to work that well for you. I love keeping things ambiguous about what's in my pants, so that's what I'm going to do here. <laughs> <All> right. uh, <laughs> my life is funnier that way. Okay. So. If I did have an operation, I would never tell anyone except for, like, close friends. Uh, so, like, no one would know if I had already. Good point. Um, Good point. But I... I I kind of love like the ambiguity of that. Like I occasionally enjoy being, it, it can be like really frustrating being like a visibly queer person in public, like like being visibly trans because people will give you shit for it. Um, but I also like that people just don't know much about what's going on with me and they're like a little confused and I'm like, okay with that. Like I kind of, <laughs> From a comedian's perspective, like, I think that there's ways to make jokes about that, and they're very funny. Right. Um, And so sometimes I will joke about having a dick. Sometimes I'll joke about having a pussy, and, like, no one will know, which is true. (laughs) (laughs) That's way better for me than... uh, I suppose that's true. 
Um, and how old were you when you lost your virginity? Uh, 16, I was on the floor of my bathroom and I lost it to a pregnant girl. All right. Uh, which I guess is a funny sex story that I Stepped didn't over. think about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now they're all, all like coming flooding back. Was she I'm like, oh, like visibly, been. visibly pregnant? Uh, getting there. Yeah. But not like third trimester visibly right. pregnant. Right. Just looked like know? she had a big lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a weird experience. She ended up being very like stalkerish afterwards, like uh, blowing up my phone and stuff. So, um, huh. and and you know, that that was you know the early like like two thousand one. So I did not have a cell phone. It was a home phone that she was blowing up. Oh damn! Yeah, should have just had your mom answer the phone. I did. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> uh, it worked eventually. Yeah. Well, well, it wasn't your baby, so. <laughs> <laughs> nope. All right. So, how can people find you? How can people find me? What do you mean? Like, uh, like you have a comedy page, or? Uh, yeah, I on Facebook. Unless uh, you so... don't want to be found, because there was that job interview slash drug test. No, whatever. It's fine. Um, I don't think that uh, most of the people would notice because I use my middle name uh, as my last name for comedy. So my, my real last name is shrouded in obscurity. Um, <laughs> just like my genitals. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, on, on Facebook, uh, I have a fan page, Sophia Florence dash comedian. Uh, I am Alana Smithy on Twitter, which like if uh, you're not like a film person, like uh, there's been like a lot of movies that directors after like the editing was all done and everything uh, wanted to cut themselves off from and like kind of had nothing to do with the project. And so like there's a common name that's used amongst directors that want to divorce themselves from projects and it's Alan Smithy. So I used to call <laughs> a Smithy. Uh, that's hysterical. Thanks. Um, and then uh, my Instagram's personal, so I don't give that one away. All right. Um, it's an outcast reference. If anyone really wants to figure it out, that's how you'll figure it out. Okay. <laughs> All right. You can find me on Instagram at standupcomedysexed, standupcomedysexed.com, and also raylenetaskoski.com. I've set up a Facebook group just for this podcast, so you can participate in polls, ask questions, and politely share an alternate point of view. And generally let us know what you think of this episode. So search Stand Up Comedy Sex Ed Podcast on Facebook. Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening to it and share it with your friends. Sophia, thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to come and talk to us about sex. I hope you had a good time. Yeah, I did. This was great. Thank you. All right. And you have left me uh, curious about what is between your legs. So have a good night. Thank you. You too. <laughs>